Nana. I'm Riley. This is Ill-Advised Stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! <laughs> holiday shoes. We should have just asked, the little elephant said as the elevator started to move. Abby explained to her stuffed animal. But they're asleep. I didn't want to wake them. She was staying at her Oma's and Opa's. It was the night before German Santa Claus Day. They put out her shoes and tucked her in. Then both her grandparents had drifted off in the living room watching TV. Abby had to sneak past them before going down the hall to the elevator. They rode it to the basement. Then the elevator stopped and the door opened on a large dark space. Abby had been here earlier. It had been frightening then. Now it was absolutely terrifying. She peeked out and saw the long row of cages as the automatic lights flipped on one bank at a time. Thankfully, she didn't see a man dressed in black. She stepped out, squeezing Bluey tight. She was thinking about when she was down here earlier with Oma. She had been so happy to help. Santa was coming in the morning, and it wasn't even Christmas yet. But then she heard about Connect Rubrek. When Abby had been down here before, she touched Bluey's fuzzy feet and said, We'll have to get you some shoes. Why? Bluey asked. He never felt an urge to wear any sort of footwear since he wasn't able to walk. Not to mention, full-grown elephants, to his knowledge, weren't fond of loafers or boots or sneakers or any of that stuff. You need them for Santa! Abby had explained. Doesn't he have his own? Abby's Oma had heard her talking and smiled. She didn't hear Bluey, though. Come on now. Oma had ordered, stepping out of the elevator, pushing a cart with boxes. How come you, you have to keep all this stuff down here? Abby asked. There wouldn't be room in our condo, Oma said. A condo, if you didn't know, is like an apartment, only you own it. The building Oma's condo was in was new. It had only been built a year ago, so the basement shouldn't have been scary. But there's a funny thing about basements. It doesn't take long for them to become frightening. Adding a bunch of chain-link cages to them didn't help. People in the building stored their stuff in their cages. Oma took a key out of her pocket and did the lock to hers and swung open the gate. The spaces were big enough for a velociraptor, but too small for a grizzly bear. It was nice to know that if she ever came into possession of one or the other, which one she should keep. Oma lifted the boxes off her cart and placed them on the ground. If I wanted for your opa, this would never get done. And we need the house decorated by tomorrow, Oma said. House? I thought they lived in an apartment, Bluey wondered. I already told you, it's in a condo, Abby whispered. What's that? Oh, nothing. Bluey was just being nosy. How can he help it? Look at this nose. Oma reached out, pretending to tickle the little elephant. She didn't <laughs> hear him giggle, but Abby did, and it made her smile. They'd come down for Christmas decorations. Oma loved Christmas. She loved any holiday, even the ones that weren't celebrated in Germany, like Thanksgiving. Any opportunity to decorate was fine with her. Sometimes, though, the holidays came so quick that even someone as festive as Oma couldn't keep up. This year, Thanksgiving was only a week before German Santa Claus Day. But as it was Oma's favorite, she'd push to get the decoration turnover done. Abby didn't know if German Santa Claus Day was the holiday's official name, but she liked it better than Thanksgiving. She didn't get anything on Thanksgiving, outside of more food than she could eat, and an entire day of her dad watching football. The turkey signs and the turkey statues, along with the orange-brown tablecloth and a cornucopia full of fake pumpkins, not to mention the pilgrim wall stickers and colorful corn, all had to be stored away till next fall. Abby's grandparents had owned a house last year. 
But they were getting older, and it was easier to live in a place where they didn't have to cut the grass, or paint, or do any of the not-so-fun stuff that came with owning a house. Abby helped Oma go through the boxes, looking for Christmas decorations, while Bluey asked, I'm still not sure why he needs shoes. How is the Santa going to leave you candy? Abby asked. Um, what? I'm very confused, Bluey said. There were way more Christmas decorations than Thanksgiving, including the long box that Oma kept her tree in. The boxes were all mixed up and spread out over the storage area. Some of the Christmas stuff wasn't necessary since it was for outside. Abby searched, finding clothing, dishes, and books. She even found a box full of dolls. The dolls were dressed as if they were out of an old book. The clothing was finely detailed from the lace and frills right down to their leather shoes. Abby wanted a better look. She was going to take one out, but when she felt the weight of the doll, she stopped. She touched its face. It felt like glass. Careful, Abby. Those look fragile and a little creepy, Louis said. The glass eyes of the dolls did seem to be staring at her. Yeah, maybe you're right. She put the doll back down. She opened another box and found a large Santa Claus figure carved from wood. He was by himself, but Abby remembered him having a sleigh last year and all the reindeer. Do you want this one too, Oma? She called, holding him up. He was half the height of the little girl. Oma stared at Santa for a moment. She looked a little sad. That one is supposed to go outside. She paused for a moment, thinking. Maybe we will bring it up and see if your parents want it. Abby was sure her dad would. He loved decorating the front yard. What about his sleigh and, and the rest? Abby asked. If your father wanted, he can come down and get it himself, Oma said. Abby put Bluey down on top of the cart, loaded with boxes, and sat Santa right next to him. Bluey glanced at the red-suited man, then looked at Abby, who was pushing the cart. How is he ever going to deliver presents? He can't even move. That's not the real Santa. The real Santa is much bigger, kind of chubby, too, Abby said, smiling. She pushed the cart out of the cage. Oma was behind them, locking the gate. Abby went down the aisle and back to the elevator. Abby, you still haven't explained why I need shoes to satisfy this chubby wooden man. The real Santa isn't made of wood. He's a human like me or Oma. The cart was heavy and not as easy to push as Oma had made it look. And we need shoes for you so we can put them outside. Humans did so many strange things, Bluey thought. He could never get used to all of them. Right. You know that makes no sense, he pointed out. They're for Santa, like I said. Again, I asked, doesn't he have his own? He doesn't wear them. On Santa Claus Day, he visits and puts candy in them, and sometimes cash. Cash, you say? Well, I should definitely get a pair of shoes, then. <laughs> what do you want money for? I'm going to buy myself churros, of course. Then put my nose right up to them and breathe in that sweet, sweet smell. The elevator opened as Oma caught up to Abby. They rode it up to the third floor and then went down the hallway. The tree box was the trickiest as it stuck out on either side of the cart and kept banging into the walls. Abby had to grab Santa more than once to keep him from falling off. A moment after they unloaded everything, Abby heard someone whistling. Her opa had moseyed into the condo. He carried a violin case and a bag full of music books that he put down with a heavy thump by the door. Hi, opa, Abby said. Oma had gone off to the bathroom. She did that a lot. He held up his finger while he took cotton out of his ears. Hello, Abby, he said once he could hear. He looked at the stack of boxes and the wooden Santa. What's all this? We're decorating for Christmas. Oh, I see, Opa said, slumping back into his chair. Well, do a good job. Officially, Opa was retired, 
but he still worked teaching music lessons to kids. He only wore the cotton for the ones who weren't so good, which was all of them, according to him. So many Christmas songs, so terribly played, he muttered, staring at the wooden Santa. Don't you like Christmas and German Santa Claus Day? Abby asked. I suppose, but for me, Santa Claus Day, or at least the night before, it was always a little scary. Was it because Santa would steal your shoes? Bluey butted in, but of course, Opa didn't answer since he couldn't hear him. He said it again to Abby. Ask him about the chubby man's footwear fixation. Opa didn't notice Abby pushing Bluey down behind her, where he was less of a distraction. Why would it be scary? Abby asked. Opa leaned forward in his chair, checking to make sure Oma was still in the bathroom. He lowered his voice and said, It was because of Knecht Ruprecht. He looked at the bathroom door again. But you don't want to know about that. I would scare you too much. Opa sounded like he was honestly concerned, like the last thing in the world he wanted to do was scare his granddaughter. But here's the thing about grandfathers. None of them could resist messing with kids. Just tell me, Abby said, putting her hands on her hips. She wasn't the type who scared easy. Opa leaned in a little more. He's Santa Claus's dark companion. Where Santa gives presents, Knecht Ruprecht gives punishment. So every year... They'd have this parade in my village. My father played in the orchestra, so he'd be right there with them. They'd come marching down the street with Santa on the back of a wagon. The band would be playing loud Christmas music, and following behind them was a man dressed in black, rattling chains and carrying, um, eine Rute. He waved his hand, trying to think of the English word. A what? Abby asked. Sort of a stick, only, for hitting kids with. Uh, a switch, I think they call it. Abby looked confused and a little shocked, so Opa added, Well, not hit you with. You're a good girl, but bad kids. It was for hitting them. Wait, so let me get this straight. There was a Santa Claus parade with a guy beating kids with a stick? Abby asked. Yes, that's right. He traveled with Santa and would visit your home at night. That's really messed up, Opa. Abby glanced at the wooden Santa, wondering why the real Santa would allow such a thing. Opa nodded. It frightened me so much when they came to my house. Did he get hit? Bluey asked, but it came out strange since his face was buried in a pillow. He didn't use it on you, did he? Abby asked, adjusting Bluey so his face wasn't so squished. Opa shrugged. Uh, he teased me a little, pretending like he was going to. Everyone laughed. See, I was so scared all year long that I made sure I cleaned my room, I did my schoolwork, and practiced my music lesson. Unlike the kids I teach. He looked back at his violin case. So maybe uh, it was a good thing. The man has spent his entire life frightened of a festive holiday, and that's a good thing? Bluey butted in. Abby gave Bluey a little hug, letting him know she agreed. Then she went over to her open and did the same. But not because she agreed with him. She was glad Knecht Ruprecht had stayed in Germany. Opa did eventually get into the holiday spirit, because when Oma came out of the bathroom, she forced him to. She baked cookies while Opa and Abby put up the tree. Bluey enjoyed the smell very much. They placed the wooden Santa Claus in front, while Bluey sat on the floor staring at the wooden man. They strung up the lights, and everyone took a turn putting up decorations. The condo smelled warm and happy as the cookies cooled. Opa didn't mind that there was Christmas music playing, but when Jingle Bells came on, he pointed to the speaker and shouted, See, how hard is that? Da da da, da da da, da 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 da. It's simple. Abby didn't think about the shoes for Bluey again, not until she put the boots out. It was the last thing they did before her bedtime. 
She brushed her teeth and put Bluey on her pillow, then followed her grandparents out of the hall. They made a big deal about taking pictures as she neatly placed her snow boots down. There was no reason, by the way, for Abby to wear snow boots. It'd be weeks before they'd see a flake. But the boots were big, and if Santa was going to fill something, Abby figured why not give him plenty of room. She went to her bed and hugged Bluey while her Oma turned out the light. After a moment in the dark, she heard Bluey's voice. Abby? Yes, Bluey? I don't know if I like this holiday. You're thinking about the stick guy, aren't you? Yes, it's very frightening. Bluey's voice was shaking. Don't get me wrong, I, I like decorating and the cookies and the music. And the shoes? Abby asked. Well, we never got those for me, remember? Bluey said. She didn't remember. With all the decorating and celebrating, it had slipped Abby's mind. It's a funny thing about filling a small room with the smell of baking cookies. The only thing you're capable of focusing on is when you'll get the chance to eat those cookies. Abby got up and sat on the edge of the bed. What are you doing? Bluey asked as she picked them up and headed for the door. I'm going to get you a pair of shoes. In the living room, the tree was shining and the TV was on, and Opa was snoring, or maybe that was Oma. It was hard to tell, but it was loud and impressive, especially when Abby considered how fast they'd fallen asleep. She looked around the room, wondering where she could find shoes. There was a closet, but when she searched inside, it was too dark to see anything. She stumbled around and came up with her grandmother's sneakers and her Opa's dress shoes. What about these? She asked Bluey. Santa will know those aren't mine. They're too big. Look, it's fine, Abby. I'll get a pair next year. Abby stood in the light of the TV and the Christmas tree. She was thinking hard, trying to come up with a solution. Then suddenly she remembered exactly where she'd seen a pair of shoes that were just the right size for Bluey. She went to the counter and grabbed her Oma's keys. Now, Abby had never been told not to leave the condo. Her grandparents hadn't thought it necessary to explain to her that wandering out in the hall in the middle of the night wasn't a good idea. They just assumed Abby would know that. They were wrong. Abby closed the door carefully, not wanting to wake them. She had to be careful, making certain she didn't trip over her snow boots. She looked inside them. Santa hadn't come yet. She started down the hall. It was bright and smelt like new carpeting, and she could hear people and TVs in the other apartments. She went to the elevator and got on. Look, I don't need shoes. I'm fine, Bluey said. We're getting them. Abby held him tight, trying not to let him know how scared she was. The doors to the elevator opened on a dark basement. In the distance, she could see a red sign that said exit. Bank after bank of lights flipped on, revealing all those cages. Then the elevator doors started to close. Abby had to jump to avoid getting hit by them. She went all the way down to her Oma's cage. It was so quiet down here, the only sound was her own footsteps. She picked up the lock and looked at it, trying to find the right key. It rattled loudly every time she moved it. She didn't like that sound. It reminded her of Opa's story. The lock came undone, and she went right to the box she was looking for, the one with the creepy dolls. Do you think their mind is borrowing them? Bluey asked, looking down. They're not alive, I hope, Abby said, pausing for a second before picking one of the dolls up. She looked at its glassy face and said, I hope you don't mind. Then she took the leather shoes off. She put them on Bluey. The little elephant looked silly in the white pointed flats, but they were better than nothing. I kind of like them, Bluey said. Abby put the doll back in the box and went out of the gate, making sure to lock it again. Then she hurried back to the elevator, not sure why she was running. The longest part of the night was waiting for the elevator to come back down and open. She rode it up to her grandparents' floor and hurried down the hall back to the condo. 
Her Oma was dutiful about keeping the door locked, so Abby had to use the keys to get in. But she was in a hurry, which only made it harder. She swung the door open and rushed through. In the process, she tripped over her own boots and made quite a bit of noise, waking both her Oma and Opa, scaring them. Her Oma was startled, of course, coming awake in a hurry, but her Opa's reaction was a bit more extreme. His childhood came rushing back to him as the retired music teacher jumped up and leapt over the couch, screaming, Nein, nein, ist das nicht Ruprecht? Abby and Bluey looked up from the floor and watched Opa die for his life. It's just us, Opa, Abby said. He peeked out when he heard Abby's voice. He looked at his wife and shook his head. Oma asked, Abby, what are you doing? Bluey needed shoes. She held the elephant up, showing them the white pointed flats. Opa muttered something to his wife. He said, Hätten wir den Nikolaustag neu in Deutschland gelassen? Which translated to, We should have left this day in Germany. Eventually, Opa calmed down. He helped Abby put out Bluey's shoes. In the morning, her snow boots were stuffed with all sorts of goodies, while the little white flats had a knitted scarf in them, just the right size for a tiny elephant, along with a piece of candy that Bluey would give to Abby, and enough cash to buy several churros at the zoo when the weather was warm enough to go again. I hope you guys enjoyed the addition of my mother-in-law, Doris, and my father-in-law, Peter, to this story. I'd like to thank them for joining us. It took a little bit of convincing to get them to do it, but I think they had fun. They're from a tiny village in Germany near the Swiss border, and part of the story is based on their actual experiences. I love hearing about other people's Christmas traditions. For instance, in my family, we leave the tree up till January 6th, which my mother always called the Little Christmas, because my grandparents were from Ireland. Each year, my wife stares at our tree, just waiting to get the living room back again. I suppose, given how early Santa came to her house, today, December 6th, I shouldn't blame her for being impatient. So tonight, my girls will stay at Opa and Oma's, and they'll put out their shoes for Santa. If you'd like, you can send me an email, or tell me how you celebrate the holidays with your family. You can also check out my new book, The Curse of Purgatory Cove. It's about a paper boy who meets an old man claiming to be a 300-year-old pirate cursed to live on the land. He's Irish, too, like my grandparents were. As always, the music was provided by Kevin McLeod, along with a small part sung by Opa. Thanks for listening, and however you celebrate the holidays, I hope they're happy and bright.